Welcome to episode nine of We Ruined Everything, a completely apolitical show hosted by me, David. And me, Kayla. It's completely apolitical. Wink, wink. Of course. Uh, Speaking of, yeah. happy well, holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Christmas, or I guess it's Hanukkah uh-huh. for some people right now. Uh-huh. Uh, Yule. Uh-huh. Uh, many other things. Uh-huh. Uh, happy holidays to everyone. Whatever. New Year's is coming up. Uh, New Year's is also coming up. But, uh, I think most people celebrate that. I mean, you got to go to. Even not celebrate it. You got to. Everybody observes it. Acknowledges. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, this is. Uh, we're taping this two days before Christmas. Christmas Eve Eve so for us. Hope, and it's probably going to be one of the. Uh, uh, in terms of editing roughest, because I don't intend to do any editing. Just it's going to go out the way it is. Uh, trying to get it out by tomorrow. Um, we're going to talk about stuff throughout the year. I thought about doing the decade, but we haven't been on that long. So we're just talking about this year. Oh, well, yeah. And I barely remember, you yeah. know, what I did this morning. So, yeah. so remembering gonna, the past 10 years would be difficult. Yeah. So I guess we're going to spotlight certain things like our top movie of the year, top TV show, top song or album. Yeah, focus on the positive. Um, not necessarily even going to be from this year. There's stuff that we got to this year. <laughs> New <laughs> so, to us this year. Uh, and we're also going to talk about, uh, I guess, The Witcher and Star Wars. The new Star Wars at some point later on. I've never heard of it. Yeah, well, and you will today. Okay. Uh, we talk about like a non-spoiler and a spoiler at some point. So you don't have to tune out when we start talking about it. We'll let you know. Uh, having said that, our top stuff for this year, I guess, yeah. Okay, what do you uh, want to start with? What was your favorite movie this year? My favorite movie, there were a lot. There were a lot of good ones. I think I'm going to go with Peanut Butter Falcon, which was the movie with Shia LaBeouf, um, set in Louisiana, maybe <sighs> South America, not South America, <laughs> Southern, Southern US. US. I don't even know if it was Southern. I think it was like more Central. I remember I was surprised when I read where okay. they filmed it. <laughs> because I didn't expect it to look. It Is looked it beautiful and it Georgia, looked otherworldly. South Carolina? Yeah. South Carolina, remember. Georgia, that kind of stuff. Somewhere around there. Kansas. Okay. But it wasn't a blockbuster. Obviously, we no. enjoy blockbuster movies. But this one was really sweet. Had a good message. Well done. Great acting. Beautiful cinematography. Just a good, heartwarming, funny movie. So I wanted yeah. to boost it a little bit. Yeah. And if you want to get more of our thoughts, and I think it's our first episode we talked Probably. about it. Probably. Yeah. I think so. I think it was so that. good. We're like, we have to start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite movie is a giant blockbuster, which didn't actually make blockbuster numbers, which is sad. I mean, it was still probably a lot, but tell it was. us what was it. Um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, yeah, that was Which good. is not a good movie. I, I mean, it's yeah, a sure. de- it's, it's a fine movie, but it's not objectively... Something you can say has a good story. <laughs> it is <laughs> it is what it is, and it knows what it is. It's a giant. It has, like every Godzilla movie, it has parts of the humans, which is fine. It's a giant monster action and movie. And it does those and parts. And if that's what you want, then. It does those parts so good. It's like excellent. I, it, it When I watched it in theaters, it had a sense of awe when the monsters came out that I don't remember having since I was a child. Watching those movies. Oh, man. It was that kind of nostalgic kick that I was just like, oh, it took me. It was, and I don't know if I've used this analogy before on this, but uh, it, it was the uh, Ratatouille moment when <laughs> the food critic takes a bite of the food and is taken back to his childhood and just like, <gasps> and a tear comes down their eye. That was me. Like, I got teary-eyed. I was like, this is everything that I wanted it to Because be. your mom loves monster movies. I grew so up watching those watch movies, yeah. With, yeah. My dad and my mom would buy me uh, monster Godzilla movies from like garage sales, stuff like that. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm super biased about saying this is my favorite movie this year. Well, it yeah. is It is specifically personal to me. I loved it. Um, I, I think mean, our favorites are going to be our opinions. Yeah. <laughs> There's but no like, objective criteria But here. I know. I know a lot of people. But I love this movie. That's okay. Um, I guess a runner-up, really close runner-up for me, though, is Dr. Sleep. That was good, too. Because I had no tie to, uh, you know, Shining or anything. But I went in that movie, and it also hit me in a very personal spot. And it was beautiful. Oh, beautifully done. It was great. Great writing, great acting. I well, recommend either. Well, if you're going to do runners up and honorable mentions, then. <laughs> I just had to. You can do a runner-up, too. If I want to throw Jojo Rabbit in there. Jojo Rabbit's pretty good, yeah. Okay. We didn't really get to talk about that one. We haven't made a podcast since we saw that. No, 
Well, yes. Did we? Did we? I don't know. If we did, it got cut out. Or Maybe. if we did, it was been a month already. So yeah, I haven't really listened to it in a while. But Jojo Rabbit's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'd recommend that a lot too. Okay, so that was movies. All four of those movies. Go watch them. They're great. They're probably uh, on on home video pretty soon. Yeah, probably. Um, game. What's your favorite game of the favorite year? Favorite game. So I played a lot more of the current games this year than you did. But yeah. we also caught. I also caught up in a lot of games too. Yeah, well, game well, pass. Because we got a switch. Too. We got a switch, so we got up on stuff that we hadn't that we've heard about, and we got Game Pass, which has a bunch of games that I just wouldn't have picked up yeah. otherwise. That's been really nice. Um, you know, so you go first. What's your favorite game? Um, so like you said, we were catching up on a lot of games, and even though I haven't finished it yet, I'm probably gonna say Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I haven't played a ton of different games this year but uh that one was just really fun and really beautiful and funny and there's cute little things in it and um i enjoy open world games so yeah it's been a lot of fun and like my first introduction to a zelda game too so yeah kind of you played like the first we went over this on the first episode of they too yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh but that was like your first deep dive. Yes. Which is like the best Zelda made. More ever. than just playing a tutorial. Um I guess mine So it's hard. I'm I guess I would say Breath of the Wild too. But since you said that I'm gonna go with like something more recent that I played. That's this okay. year. And I think I'm gonna go with outer the outer worlds. <laughs> I always wanna say Not outer to wilds. be confused, yeah, yeah, with Outer Wilds. Outer, outer Worlds was just worlds. a nice follow-up to a game that i loved uh from the previous generation of systems 360 i, I really love fallout new vegas outer Worlds was a great spiritual sequel of that one and had more modern themes if that makes sense of like capitalism uh and how it's taken us over running governments gasp are you saying it was a political game it is a political i yeah and this it is in a uh, political podcast <laughs> You said so. Sure. Uh, but it's um, uh, it's unapologetically political. Well, then we like it. Yeah. it's it, And it's great. has great characters. I mean, it's the tried and true, like, old uh, 3D Fallout gameplay type of uh, you know, open world, you know, first person Well, it's made RPG. by the people who did Fallout New Vegas, right? Yeah. And people who started Fallout in general. Um, and and Bethesda's games kind of lost a lot of the... Uh, really hard biting political satire uh that the fallout games had and this one kind of just brings it back and new vegas also had that in spades you mean 76 where they gave out crappy nylon bags instead of the canvas bags wasn't hard hitting on capitalism 76 where you could on a whim launch a nuclear bomb just so you could get to the end game yes yeah uh and that 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 would be my favorite game I think of my and I have I bought I have a lot of games on my uh, queue that from this year that I know would probably would have taken that place. I bought Control recently. We have Resident Evil Two remake. Uh, there's a few more from Game Pass that I put on, and I just haven't gotten around to playing them. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be great. I mean, I almost picked Death Stranding, but technically we didn't play that game. <laughs> we just watched the. <laughs> that was more scenes. of an experience. Uh, and I mean, an evergreen one for us is going to be Minecraft. Oh, yeah. Evergreen. Ooh, Every year, that's just a, a favorite game. Yeah. Um, favorite TV show. When do you, what's yours? Let's do song first and then do Wanna TV do song? show. Okay, song. Favorite song. Okay. So or album. I listen to a lot of new songs to, that are new to me. Not necessarily that came out this year. And actually, the one I chose came out in 2017. But they re-released it this year. And this is going to jump on the bandwagon. Uh, Truth Hurts by Lizzo. I mean, this year was when it got visibility, right? A bop. I loved it. I saw it in a crummy Netflix movie. And I'm like, oh, that's a good song. (laughs) Looked it up and thought I had discovered Lizzo. But it turns out everybody. (laughs) I mean, she's been making music for how long, right? This is like, it's not an overnight thing. She she worked at this. She she did. Well, because she did backup singing for a long time and i think writing songs for other people for a really long time and like i said i just looked it up today truth hurts actually was released in 2017 but i didn't know that but it was re-released this year and then of course hit number one in the charts for several weeks in a row yeah so so that's your favorite this year that was mine what about you album Uh, or song so i don't really listen to albums anymore 
I tend to listen to songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess my favorite, and again, it, I have to do two. You did a whole album. It's fine. I did. Well, oh, yeah. Well, I guess that album, <laughs> but I meant the song Truth Hurts, but yes. Um, I guess, I mean, I've really been enjoying the Death Stranding uh, Church's uh, single. Yes. Uh, for some reason... When I first heard it, it was it sounded corny and I hated it, and I just love it. I mean, it's because it is corny, but it's yeah, it wears its heart in its sleeve. We love it now because yeah, it's great. It's very Kojima. Yeah, I mean, it's very churches too, which I'm <laughs> yes. not. I'm, a, I'm not a huge fan of churches, but I enjoy their stuff. Oh, I like them. Um, yeah, they're fine, but this one was really great. Like I, I put this on repeat, and the only and like I said, I had two songs. The other one was Grimes' new song, uh, "My Name Is Dark." Because I've been kind of underwhelmed a little bit by Grimes' newer stuff that she's been putting out this year. And this one sounded like what I expected her next album to sound like. Uh, Evolution of the Sound she kind of did in the, the last album. And yeah, I've been enjoying that a lot. There's a vampire industrial rock. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Uh, the My Honorable Mention song. <laughs> All right. And you're going to have to cor- correct me on my pronunciation. Is uh, Cafe Tacuba's... Futuro? Is that, well, I mean, that is, we did hear that this it's year. It's new to us this yeah. year. I don't know when it was Cafe released. Cuba. But yeah. I listened to that on repeat a lot this year. Yeah, Futuro is awesome. Um, just his future. Yes. <laughs> uh, it is a weird combination of like Mexican traditional music, kind of almost like the mariachi, Northern, you know, that kind of stuff with modern pop rock industrial pop okay yeah. yeah it's weird and it it works I mean, it's got a beat so i'm not sure like yeah it's i mean it, it's very it's a very latin beat well yeah like it's it's very it's a latin but beat, also like, modern yeah it's know. it's it's an awesome it's good. combination of stuff and i yeah that's i forgot that plus the video the video is awesome go look it up cafe tacuba it's spelled uh with a with the v and not a u in tacuba oh okay yeah, instead of a U. Yeah, I think. They I might be wrong. The fancy spelling. We'll leave, uh, again, like always, we'll leave oh, links yeah, to links. all our stuff on our website. KNDRowcrafts.com. The and is a N. So, you know, KNDRowcrafts.com. Gotcha. We'll have all the links up there. Um, And I guess our favorite TV show from this year. Okay. I'm going to start off with my honorable mention then. Okay. Honorable mention. Uh, oh, What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> the good place. The good place. The season, season four, the very last season started this year. That sounds very ominous. The very last season. Uh, well, yeah, it's going the finale, the final season, whatever. It's going to wrap up. I think the banning in the next year, but the whole series really good. Has Kristen Stewart in it? Is that her name? No, Kristen Bell. Kristen no. Bell in it. Yeah, Kristen Bell. <laughs> um, now that I know that you're not editing stuff, I keep. <laughs> messing up for <laughs> this is yeah we both will do this this entire time today Kristen bell ted danson it's just a half hour comedy show really cute really funny but also kind of makes you think about um the type of person you want to be and so it's just excellent and since this is its last season i wanted to give it an honorable mention and then there's also um an accompanying podcast to go with it if you want to really deep dive um hosted by mark evan jackson who is kevin on brooklyn 99 um and then he talks to like the the uh the writers and the actors and like the set production people and you know just to really get behind the scenes and talk about the philosophy of the show so that was really good that's my honorable mention um my favorite show this year though is kingdom from Netflix, I think that came out in January, so I had forgotten that came out this Maybe year. Maybe even December, but Maybe. who cares? We watched it this year. I think, we, yeah. <laughs> no, so, I feel like it came out this year. I think it, when I looked it up, it said January. Yeah, so yeah, January. It was a, that was a really good show. It was excellent. Um, it We've been looking was, forward to that for a few months, right? Because I found a trailer uh-huh. randomly on YouTube one day. Yeah, it's a Korean drama. Set in not that kind of Korean kind drama. Of, uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to say feudal times. I forget what what era it is. It is yeah, like the. I don't know. I want to say the Edo period, but I think that's Japan. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, it, it's kind of a historical like 1500s. piece, sure. Yeah. Um, but it's about zombies. Yeah. And that sounds weird, and it's really fantastic. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it sounds weird, but it goes perfectly together, right? It's that that would be the most interesting way. Is like I've always liked old uh, medieval, yeah, zombie monster fantasy things. With Game of Thrones ending, you know, obviously it doesn't have the hype that Game Good of Thrones does, but to it Game of Thrones. kind of like. <laughs> Fills that void, maybe. For it does. Me. It, it yeah, it really did. That might be one of the reasons I didn't really enjoy the last season of Game of Thrones as much. Because it wanted. wasn't as good as the first was, season yeah. of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, like they could have done so much more. Kingdom did had so much more character development, had so much more political intrigue. Yeah, and still had big giant epic fights almost every other show. Oh man, it was so good. It was exciting. Uh, so I can't wait for the next season. That's not on my list, but I recommend that to you. So, yeah. Oh, good. Thanks. So that's your favorite. Thanks for the endorsement. Yes. <laughs> All right. So my, well, I'll start with my yeah, runner. Yeah, what's your TV? My runner up is weird and because mostly because I didn't start watching it. I just kind of caught it when you started playing it. And that, oh, yeah. And that is Dollface, which I didn't expect to like as much as I did. That was good. It is It is very in the vein of, of uh, things that I love, kind of like Cougar Town, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that kind of uh, surrealist. Uh, slice of life kind of thing. It's a Hulu TV show, right? It's Hulu, yeah. With Kat Denning. Kat Denning, yeah. And uh, a lot of other actors from Oh, our the actress childhood. from uh, <laughs> Sweet Life of Zack and Cody who played London. Yes. I don't remember her name right now off the top of my head. <laughs> but uh, that one was really and then good. And another actress from Pretty Little Liars. Sure, I never watched that one though. So I'm not too familiar with I didn't with either. Her. I just, you know, I remember them being children in TV that we used to watch. Uh, now they're all mid. 30s almost like us all right yeah so less depressing stuff my favorite show this year. <laughs> uh my favorite show man it was really hard to pick because there's a lot of good stuff we watch a lot of and TV. i i would have said kingdom is my runner-up but i wanted to give something else you know so we have more to I talk about here. so my favorite this year is oh man i just realized that there's two that just popped up there's so much tv there's yeah so much i TV. would recommend good omens if you haven't seen yeah. it yeah that one was one of the shows oh, where man, yeah. I looked forward to and I wasn't dreading it ever. It was just really good. It made me feel good every time it was over. Yeah. I was really excited for the next episode. Really inventive. Uh, just good show. What was that on? Was that on Prime? It's Amazon. Yeah. Amazon Prime. So yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend that. And I'm going to throw in a quick one real quick excellent. too that I think you'll, inter- you'll also agree with. That okay. I forgot until this moment. Uh, what we do in Shadows. Oh yeah! I think we've even talked about it in a previous. That was pretty thing. good. What we do in Shadows I think we is did, great. Yeah. Uh, if you like the movie with Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement, the show is just as good. Yeah. It still has that kind of charm, and it's great. Uh, TV is probably the media I consume the most. Yeah. So it was really hard to narrow it down because yeah. I watch a lot of stuff. It's always almost weird calling it TV, right? It's all streaming stuff we watch now. Yeah. Uh, you know what would have probably made my list had we watched it already? Mm. Final Space Season 2, mm. which I want to watch soon. We just haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> You're like, there's a bunch I of shows. I haven't seen it, but I know. Well, well in Mandalorian, we haven't seen that We either, haven't seen that one. That's really good. Um, we did see a show. Oh, Segway. Uh, recently, that barely came out. That was really good. Um, that maybe if I had a little bit more time to marinate on it, I'd, you know, Put it in the in the top. I mean, list. we benched it yesterday. Oh, it's really great. Witcher on Netflix. Yes, uh, I've been looking forward to this since I had it. I heard it announced because I'm a big fan of the uh, third game, and I've read like the first novel. I haven't read past that, but I've always really loved that character Geralt and everything else. We watched it on Netflix. Yeah, it's got Henry Cavill in it. Uh, a bunch of newcomers that I haven't heard of. Has Mads Mikkelsen's brother in it? <laughs> Lars. Who looks like a Mads Mikkelsen if he was Santa Claus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really kind eyes, really like pleasant face in that, but just like a complete jerk in that movie. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was a really good show. I, I, it's one of those things like we talked about it before. I love binging things and I don't like waiting week to week. But man, it, this show kind of just made me realize how like, I can understand why people wait week to week because we binged it on. It's gone. And yeah. It's, now we're sad it's over. And I really don't want to rewatch it. I just want more. No. <laughs> I just want more of it. I thought this story was really good. I was 
teensiest or are we keeping this positive? <laughs> uh, we can t- like we can say whatever. Like I loved the show. I loved what they did with it. I wish they had a little bit more of a budget. Maybe that's it because some of the episodes, the production value quality, I think is what I wanted yeah. to say. The production quality was not quite as good. It as wasn't consistent. The, yes. You'd have really grand epic shows. Like The Kingdom, going back to what we talked about, felt like a film. Six the episodes. It was super through. short, I think. But Witcher, some episodes, especially like the first maybe one or two, felt like oh this is a movie that they just you know yeah. and then some of it felt like it could have been maybe on the wb some scenes even even if not like a full episode it felt just a little Which, bit cheaper i guess is what you're saying yeah it just you could see where the money went yeah um they yeah, put yeah, their yeah. money on some episodes and the episodes they put the money on great yeah uh the, but the mon- acting fantastic yeah monster fights fantastic yeah um creature effects great yeah uh yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Has that kind of thing good. like uh, Westworld did where it kind of keeps you guessing on the timeline and then it all kind of mm-hmm. kind of just comes together at the end in a, in a really... Yeah, that was very interesting. I like the way that was done. Yeah. Um, it's interesting getting the backstory for a lot of these characters that I didn't really necessarily have uh, playing the third game. And for me, I mean, I know I ask you questions, but for me, not ever reading the books and not playing the game like seeing, some seeing stuff you like that, play yeah. a little bit like i could still follow the story it was still interesting yeah it, i mean it's it. a good starting point for the story i mean what it is, it's what it is it's trying to bring in new fans of this and yeah i'd recommend it wholeheartedly and it's produced by a woman which uh, is showrunner the showrunner is okay yeah, yeah. uh lauren hisrick who who wrote you for know west wing yeah. and was a showrunner i think for daredevil at least some of the marvel tv shows she wrote on. for a lot of stuff and produced a lot of the yeah. netflix things i think that's how she had that that uh, ability to bring this to netflix yeah um, so i mean even though that's not your reason for liking witcher you know yeah it's cool supporting more female creators that's pretty awesome yeah and it's yeah it's a great movie show <laughs> it's a great show with great movies in it yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, if you've ever, if you know The Witcher, have you ever seen like some of the, the trailers for the game where it's like full CGI? I mean, the best shows in the series and this first season match those in quality. It's great. Uh, yeah. And for those of you, we should have did a synopsis, I guess, of it. It's quasi medieval, um, Mm -hmm. Norwegian ish. It's in it's in that area. It's a fantasy world where monsters exist, and he's a monster hunter. Yeah, and like all fantasy creatures exist, but it's not necessarily old fantasy. It's a pretty dark fantasy thing, but it's, it has yeah. Watch it; it's great. Henry Cavill, watch the Witcher. Is awesome, and this he embodies this role. We saw him on a thing for Superman, and he did not look like he didn't look, he didn't sound, he didn't seem like the same <laughs> character. Henry Cavill's pretty good. good. Yeah. He's a good actor. Yeah, he was great in Fallout. I think he's becoming one of my favorite actors. Uh, Fallout Mission Impossible. Mission right? Impossible Fallout. Yeah, yeah. not the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, he he, he uh, brought reloading your arms into the mainstream when you're fighting. <laughs> um, and I guess the big thing that we did recently is we rewatched um, the recent, the last two movies in the Star Wars trilogy. Uh, the modern trilogy episodes seven and eight yeah it's always confusing to me episode seven and eight to get ready for nine which we always also saw and it was really good star wars i still not ringing a bell <laughs> so star wars is about the last star war <laughs> uh and Every time we say Star Wars, all I hear is that super old SNL sketch with Bill Murray as the lounge singer. Uh, Star, singing Star I'm not even, Wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what did you think? What as the we'll keep of our what, thoughts of vague. The last We're not, no spoiler, or, yeah. Or but of like, the show. What did you think movie? of the trilogy in general? The trilogy. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, what was your so Star- tie to Star Wars before this trilogy? Yeah. So I. Remember the episode, well, the, the first Star Wars to ever come out, which what is episode four <laughs> now? Yeah. And I can't remember New all Hope, the titles. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back when it was just Star Wars. 
uh, I think it was on TV. And my dad asked my brother and I, like, hey, have you guys ever watched this? And we're like, no. And he's like, oh, it's a good movie. <laughs> so we watched it on TBS or whatever. And so then TBS had it for years or TNT or whichever one. And, you know, so I watched it a lot. And I liked him. And um, that whole first trilogy. The second trilogy was okay. The prequels? The prequels, yeah. So that's kind of I, where I, I came in. watched them and I didn't care but i didn't hate him the way people hated him either because i don't think i had the deep deep ties that other people had to the first trilogy so when this last trilogy came out um i was excited i really liked it i liked um you know that they're making a female lead more diverse cast um the story i thought was good i don't know i'm very I like the movies. <laughs> I don't have super deep thoughts about it, so I don't get so I guess that's where we super come... upset with things. But I, I liked the whole. And that's where we kind of come trilogy. in. Like we're not giant fans of it. We, yeah. I never got into them when I was a kid. Like I said, I was watching Godzilla. I was watching <laughs> Congo. I was watching all these other movies when I was a kid. I didn't really grow up with Star Wars. I forgot about yeah. Yeah, I, those all weird, you know, kind of animal mutation stuff, monsters. That's why I love stuff like that nowadays. Uh, and I think I started watching them prequels is when I started because just because I was becoming older, my mom wanted to do stuff with me. And so did you think the prequels were as cheesy as oh, yeah, like, I thought they fans all, of Star I, Wars? Thought. Yeah, because I was also watching like Lord of the Rings at the same time. <laughs> so it <laughs> okay, kind of yeah. held them up to each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you're like, oh, true. this one, it was fine though. And it was, it'd be, it was something that we watched as a family every time they came out those three years or four years when they were coming out and that was always oh that's nice yeah and, i didn't uh, know that yeah so it was nice that's the kind of tie happened so i'm not like one of the old fans who's like oh the old like i didn't watch those ones the whole way through until i was in my 20s um and it's i think you have a different look at those kind of things when you watch them as an older person you watch them as a kid you have the nostalgia it's like oh this is the first time all this you can put your imagination forward and like kind of just go with it mm-hmm. and as an adult you start seeing it for kind of what it was which is george lucas has always said he made it for kids is it for 12 year old uh kids to to have um to have a fantasy to have you know imagination stuff like that to build them up to mm-hmm. give them lessons and stuff like that and you know i appreciate them for what they are they're they're, they're great i would assume they're and- the same as when i first showed you blade runner <laughs> and you had seen everything cyberpunk after that. And you're like, oh, this is where it all came from. But Blade Runner's kind of boring. And I love Blade Runner. Yeah. And Star Wars was my first introduction to big space operas. Um, we watched a couple of the Star Trek movies that they would show, you know, again yeah. on TV, like Rathacon. That one they showed all the time. But Caw. I think for the most part, <laughs> um, yeah, Star Wars was the first time seeing, you know, the big. Star Wars, if you will, the big, the big Star Wars. Yeah, the settings and the creatures and all that kind of stuff. So that was really fun. That yeah. was cool. And for me, I saw Fifth Element first. I saw I played Star Fox. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, Independence Day, and all these other things that took from Star Wars. And uh, so I came in. I come into it with like a weird, like yeah, nothing. None of it is uh, sacred to me, which. I think played a lot of part of how I feel about this current trilogy because I love the modern movies except for Solo. <laughs> we started Solo, got 15 minutes in. I think I turned it off because n- none of us were enjoying it. We were just looking yeah. at it. And I mean, if that's your jam, that's great. Yeah. I know a lot of people who enjoy it. Couldn't get through it for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure I'll give it another try at some point. Oh, sure. I, I kind of wish they let Lord and Miller finish their version of it. It might have been a train wreck, but I love their movies. <laughs> yeah. Everything they've done, I've loved. Uh, but yeah. But I mean, yeah, I forgot about Rogue One. Rogue One was really Rogue good, too. Great. That's one of the new ones. Uh, yeah. So I've loved the newer movies more than the old movies. Yeah, sure. That makes um, sense. I mean, the technology is yeah. better. And all, just because... The writing's a little bit better. I feel like a certain extent, Sometimes. so these new Star Wars movies were grew up a little bit more for uh, a more wider audience, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, which alienated a lot of people. Understandably, I understand that. Um, but watching The Force Awakens, um, 
I didn't get a lot of the same nostalgia from it. Like, you know, Chewy, we're home, that kind of stuff. But I still enjoyed it for what it was. It was a fun. Oh, man, when that music hits at <laughs> the very beginning and it starts to scroll the words and stuff, I just, it gets me right in the gut. And I don't expect it, but I'm like, yes. <laughs> I left that out. So I know Star Wars more from video games than I do actual movies. Okay. Yeah. I've never played a Star Wars <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah. I just, I played Rogue uh, Squadron, all those things. So I knew all these things kind of divorced from the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the equivalent of like a Legends fan, <laughs> a fan, if you will. But yeah, I went into this movie and it was just a good for what it was. It was, it was a summer blockbuster movie. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it brought me back in. I was like, okay, I'm excited for the next one because I really liked the characters. I really liked, uh, like I said, the diversity and stuff that really was really attractive to me because that's, I like seeing people who look like me and other people. Mm. Um, it makes it a little yeah. bit more real uh, and a little bit more, you can connect with it a little bit easier. Uh, and it was just really, really, really good. And then The Last Jedi came out. Mm-hmm. which I thought was one of the most, from all of them I've seen, one of the most mature uh, pieces in yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, we really loved. Yeah, I love the philosophical underpinnings of it. I like mm-hmm. I like the dichotomy there of saying that there, any absolutism is kind of evil at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know? Because um, I remember what, when I did watch the, the prequels and stuff like that, it, it really hits you over the head with the fact that the Jedis were also... Not great. Right. They took child They're stealing soldiers. stealing babies, yeah, to make them into soldiers. Which, yeah, exactly. if you go to the new trilogy, the Empire steals babies and yeah. trains them. And it's, they're the same. Yeah. They're the same military-industrial complex. Yeah. Yeah. You, you Jedis may want to rethink that. Yeah. I mean, of course Anakin's going to turn them. He was already old and too old to fall for the, you know, the, the brainwash. BS. Yeah. <laughs> he had memories of who he was before he was a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved that they started playing with it and started really digging into it, digging into if you're a fighter pilot who who's you know devil may care and how that hurts people. <laughs> well, and the the whole you know war is bad for everybody and um, Finn and Rose's story when they're on the planet where everybody's gambling and you know they're just talking about which a lot of who people does this hate. really hurt. And I love, I, I, like I said, I came from Fifth Element and that just reminded me of that. And I was like, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> that's awesome. Star Wars. You and got it's, a wacky cast of characters. And it's no different than like Jabba's hut, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's almost it's exact. still the whole, the whole story there about who's profiting and who's yeah. getting hurt. I felt like that was that stuff. the point where it said it showed the people who suffer between the rebellion and the empire, but also who the rebellion are fighting for and who the empire just wants his drones mm-hmm. and it really it really it really took it away from jedi sith and more into people versus the machine mm-hmm. and that was great to me um i know a lot of people didn't like what they did with luke but i felt like that was i mean how many times are we disillusioned when we find what our icons have become well and you know we're not the same people that we were last year, let alone five years ago yeah. or however many decades, right? It's been since the last time we saw Luke. So, yeah. And Luke has always been someone who second guesses himself every single step of the way from, you know, the original trilogy up to now. He's not someone mm-hmm. who's, I mean, he even says it in that movie, the legend of Luke, of Luke Skywalker. It's not who he was. He's always been someone who's flirted around with freaking joining the dark side for a little while, you know? Right. Um, and I and Kylo Ren being the whiny baby, uh, <laughs> that is what that kind of character would be. I mean, hell, Vader had the same kind of, you know, he would throw tantrums too. He killed people by choking them out when they just talked back to him. Yep. <laughs> that is not that is not how somebody who's in control of of their emotions acts necessarily, you know. Uh, and I loved all that stuff and. You know, I thought non-spoiler review of, of the new one. I thought the rise of Skywalker, rise of Skywalker. I we felt, saw it this weekend. Yeah. So synopsis, it is the final of the Star War. <laughs> um, 
But not really. There's going to be more movies. Of course. There's really another trilogy. There will always be bad guys. Yeah, there will always be good guys to fight them. And there will always yeah. be people in the middle. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this movie, non-spoiler review of it, it was it was fine. I like. I enjoyed yeah. it. Did you like it? Do you I recommend it? it? I, yeah. It I is, do too. It is, it's, it's good for what it is. It's safe. But again, I don't know how you weren't going to get this kind of safe movie. I was a little nervous because I knew there were a lot of people... A lot of critics that we typically like, yeah, um, who do not like the movie, and so that made me a little bit nervous. But I now you also understand know where they come from, too. Sure, uh, but that does seeing the movie overall. I enjoyed it. It was yeah. fun. It I enjoyed was, it. It was it was a fun romp, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's emotional in places. It's emotional, but it's, it's emotional really good, because though. of it's paying off beats that were already laid. Um, the movie itself doesn't really have, doesn't really build on anything. It just, it's just kind of the ending. Um, and a I lot mean, of, they had to, they, they had to, like, I am surprised they made as good a movie as they could when you know, Disney was on them. You know, yeah. Disney was like, you got to hit gotta this, you got to hit this, you got to hit this and you got to leave it open because you can't <laughs> close the story completely because we might want to go back. And they still managed to pull out a serviceable ending. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I would have rather happened and changed. Yeah, but, but I mean, for what it is, it's great. I'll still watch it again. Yeah, it is. It is. It is an accomplishment what they were able to do under the constraints they had. They. Mm-hmm. It was also tying together nine mainline movies, right? And it kind of did. It. It oh, wasn't let's see, over the past four and a half decades. Yeah, and it did an admirable job of it. It's not. Is it great? No. Did they do it perfectly? There's a lot of rough ends, but. I left it. I mean, I would say it's really good. I would say it's it's fine. It's good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's good to go watch with people. Um, Definitely. I was worried going in. Like I said, I, Less Jedi is my favorite Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of people who I knew le- liked Less Jedi hated this movie. And a lot of people who hated Less Jedi love this movie. So I was like, oh, man, what is this going to be? But I was pleasantly surprised that I came out going, yeah, this was pretty good. Yeah, it was. It was. I think people just need to chill, man. I also, I mean, I think, yeah, they need to chill. And I went in knowing what to expect. I knew it was the final movie of a giant yeah. uh, franchise. <laughs> well, and I know you had read just a little bit more than I had because little, I kept telling you not to talk to me. <laughs> oh, man. We you did come a, in. Hey, I read. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And we were at a, we did an art show during it. And man, it was hard. Ooh, for the most part. One big plot point got ruined, kind really of. did. Uh, something that I knew was going to happen, but I still didn't want it Something that I wish it didn't happen, So, all in all, non-spoiler, it's great. Go watch it. It's good. Yeah. It's a good ending. I mean, everybody is such a great actor in it. Babu Frick is awesome. Babu Frick is awesome. He's the best new character, and I like him more than Baby Yoda. Cameos and new characters that that was really fun. New aliens, maybe I don't know. Sure, yeah, I think there's a few. But I mean, Bobo Frick's new. New I think. locations, maybe too I mean, many was, locations, but yeah, a lot of new locations. Was, you know, a beautiful Star Wars movie. So really good fight scenes. Yeah, really good. What character development was in it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and now spoiler reviews. I guess if you don't want to listen to spoilers, if you haven't watched it yet, turn it off now. Uh, we'll give you a chance. Thanks for listening so far. Uh, have a happy holiday, happy new year and everything. <laughs> for the rest of you who are here, uh, what did you think of it being the sequel to Last Jedi? Um, so, again, we watch a lot of critics. We watch a lot of YouTube critics. We waited a lot on these ones, though. We did. I mean, I read a lot of Twitter stuff. But I know... You know, J.J. Abrams directed Force Awakens. Yeah. Ryan Johnson directed uh, the last, the last Jedi. Yeah. Um. And you know, people say that he was taking it in a different direction, which, which I would we agree kind with. Kind of liked that direction. Yeah. I always wonder though how much the directors actually have a say in the actual writing of the movie because directors don't necessarily write, and so. Especially with what we know of Kathleen Kennedy, the leader of LucasArts, being really hands-on yeah. and really specific about stuff. And there was a big outcry by some particular type of people which, about The Last Jedi. Which kind of did drown out like people who actually had regular problems, you know, just 
just disliked it on basics. Yeah, I'm talking more about the people who don't like, like Leia who, having Jedi powers or Kelly Tran being a big uh, part Rose of the Trico. movie or um yeah, that there are too many brown people in the movie. Like those kinds of of uh which, outcries. Which seemed to dog that movie a lot, which and I don't even know if that was everybody, but it was such a loud contingent of they were people. definitely the squeaky wheel even if they were yeah. a minority they were just a very loud minority yeah. and so you know and just what they did with luke um you know there was a lot of people who didn't enjoy that either um that he would want to be more peaceful after everything that he experienced uh people didn't like that but so you know, there's all this controversy going into it, so they brought J.J. Abrams back to direct. Well, this they had final a previous movie. director, uh, they, Colin Trevorrow, and he got fired again because they they have they run a tight ship. Did he have some proud boy comments or something like that? He made a movie that was kind of insulty. Okay. And there's just worry of the optics of it, and uh, you know maybe rightly so. Rightly so, sure. Bravo. This is a giant. Franchise that honestly, you honestly that did not make a big splash, so that they went ahead and pulled him without like all the fans having to say. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people were happy to have JJ back. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. I mean, he's great. He's, um, he makes really great popular things. But just Disney he's a better wa- Michael Bay. Sure, <laughs> but Disney wants to make money. Yeah, sure. And so I was a little bit nervous about what they were going to do with this third movie to try to appease fans. Sure. And wrap the trilogy. Because it so, was a movie, I mean, you're trying to make a lot of people happy. Yeah. It, that's, a, that's a hard. So that's a big prelude to your question, <laughs> or my answer to your question. Yeah. What did I think about it being a follow-up to Last Jedi? I liked that it doubled down on some things. JJ brought in, I mean, again, I know it's not just him making these decisions, but him and the casting directors casted very diverse uh movie a lot of background characters um are racially diverse um there are tons of female fighters and pilots and stormtroopers i don't know that i've ever heard as many female stormtroopers maybe one or two in the entirety of it (laughs) right there's an equal amount yeah i loved that i thought it was great the good guys and bad guys yeah Yeah. we're just uh, diverse and he doubled down on Leia's a freaking Jedi and of course she can you know she has powers and she can could do sense stuff. things to the universe the original trilogy of course she had some, absolutely I mean floating through space is base level Jedi stuff <laughs> there's not much you know friction working against her how, out do you there. know how many she spins can... people in the prequels did jumping around yeah they floated like like <laughs> Like bees, man. So, so yeah, I liked those things. Um, uh, obviously, I think JJ brought it back around to the whole good guy, bad guy theme. That Jedis are good guys. Um, which seemed like a mandate. With Yeah, exactly. That seemed like a Disney mandate, which, you know, understandable. And yeah, and so while I'm like, oh, I wish they could have expanded a little bit more on Last Jedi's themes. The theme of, you know, anybody can be a Jedi. You don't have to be. Everybody's a good guy. Because you weren't technically allowed to bang as a Jedi. How would you make kids? Like they had to come from somewhere. And I love that it was saying you didn't have to be a religious zealot nor a political zealot. Right. You just had to be a a person. Zealot, yeah. Yeah, zealot. So, so yeah, so even... So that said, so JJ kind of had to, you know, reach it. Wow, I just had deja vu. <laughs> JJ had to reach um, a certain, again, mandate probably from Disney saying, no, 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 Jedi's are good guys. Um, I do like that he still kind of did a theme where just because you're a Sith, just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you have to stay a bad guy. You know, our, our three main characters all come from sketchy backgrounds if you want but made choices change their lives want to do the right thing so i thought that was i great. would say yeah not even three there's there's more there's so more I, characters who came from certain backgrounds 
But I liked what they did with Ray in that regard, what you're saying. Like she, you're not exactly, you're not always what your blood dictates. Right. You're not always what your family is. And that was a great, that that was. Or even the group of people you hang around with forever. I mean, if you're looking at Kylo, he wanted to be dark side so bad. Yeah. (laughs) But you don't have to. You don't have to, you don't have to stay on a path that's going to lead you down. Yeah. So I I like that. I thought that was appropriate. I thought that's a good message. I get it may be pretty surface level, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I like what they did with it. I dug it. I, like I said, I'm really sad that the thematics of everyday people, you know, they, they brought it back at the end of the movie, I guess, when everybody comes in on the big battle. Right. Uh, uh, it wasn't the Sith. It wasn't the Jedi. It right. was people who just came together right. and fought. Because, you know, um, at the end of the movie, uh, Ray kills Palpatine. Yes, and, and we already gave you the spoiler warning. Yeah, we gave you the spoiler. <laughs> she kills Palpatine, but I mean, technically, all of the Empire is still there, and there's still generals who are mm-hmm. ready to go and keep doing this, because they hate magic, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they make it quite clear that if it wasn't Palpatine, they probably wouldn't... They don't really like Kylo running stuff. Well, and even... Even the magic or no magic thing, I mean, it's hinted at at Last Jedi, and it's hinted at in this movie that... There are probably a lot of people that are kind of force sensitive and it's yeah. not just the people who've chosen to be part of these two different religious organizations. Which I'm excited to see where that goes, if they do anything. I hope they do. Right. Um I but I loved when everybody came just regular people came together and just went at it and took yeah. out the rest of the empire. They even say, right, the bad guys are like, Whose navy is that? And they're like, It's not a navy, it's just people yeah it's very it's a better version of the crop duster taking out a spaceship in independence day <laughs> um and it, and it and that's a really big like that made me that made because the whole movie i thought poe was the everyman because mm-hmm. you know they made finn came from stormtrooper background he was the empire mm-hmm. who turned his back on it but still came from that line ray was also somebody who it's from nothing, but it was very much a Jedi at this point. Mm-hmm. And Poe is just a dude who's trying to do his mm-hmm. best. Who, in in Star Wars terms, is a drug runner. Right. <laughs> who left that life because he wanted something. He wanted better for everyone. Well, yeah. And, I mean, he's a general now, whether he wanted to be or yeah. not. And he's just trying to do his best. But it was his faith in people that ultimately saved the day. And I love mm-hmm. that that little strand r- survived. Mm-hmm. Um and you're we didn't talk about this a lot, but that whole um, small storyline of the movie kind of hit me a little bit um, it, just in today's political climate. I know we're in a political, but I guess joke, joke. Um, but just him talking about like there's there's nobody else out there. It's just me. What's the point of trying You know, if it's just me, I can't make a difference. And we hear a lot right now about voting. You know, I'm only one person. What difference am I going to make? But it's it's not just you. It's you and everybody else. And there are other people who care. And and there's a lot of different issues that that could be applied to today. But I I don't know. Very Kojima. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we can work together to build what we need. And... Yeah, even if it's not there, try anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Poe was ready. To he, give up multiple times. Yeah, and he kept going. Even at the end, when it really mattered, he didn't give up. He's like, all right, we're here. Yeah. We're all that's left. Let's try. We're probably not going to make it. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and it was, yeah, those moments of humanity and all of it was. Yeah. I think, and that's the thing about Last Jedi too. The thing that started making me like Star Wars, Rogue One. Is it started impacting? It started injecting humanity into this this huge space opera, and that's always been my favorite. Mass Effect, same thing, big space opera full of, of wizards and aliens <laughs> and monsters. But it was the it, it was the characters. It was the humanity. It was the little bits of hope and dread, even and overcoming that stuff that made those things work. And I think this trilogy of stuff really hit that on the head. Yeah, and really made that go forward. It was good. I liked yeah. it. 
And yeah, and I will say just in general, the pacing of the movie's a little off. I mean, I think every Star Wars is a little off though in pacing. It was like really I just... I guess I didn't feel it in this one. Maybe I would on the second viewing, but I didn't feel it in this one. It was, yeah. I mean, it's just... It I thought seemed, I was pretty like excited and ready. But that's the thing. The it seemed like it was happen. just full speed ahead. Nobody stopped and really uh, talked gotta, enough. They gotta wrap up. For yeah, decades and that's, of story. That's, <laughs> and that's me just wanting more. I let's see. Compared to Endgame, I mean, they had less movies to tie together. Endgame just felt like an endless parade of cameos of the superheroes that they had set sure, up. But they also had that was so, the second half of a movie. It it was the second half of last. I don't know. I, which I kind of, I almost. Would I think have, as a as an end cap to a you know a pretty epic saga. I almost I, feel I, like this Star Wars would have benefited from being two movies split up like that. I mean, it was it was three. Well, no, it was two <laughs> movies and then like one big giant ending that was six hours long. Maybe it still would have felt like a rush and just action. <laughs> sure, and no plot development. I could have. I, I mean, it's weird saying that I could have used a little bit more movie because <laughs> it's a long movie. But it was good. It it ends um, pretty quick though. So, I. Major spoiler right here. I mean, it's all spoiler. This is whatever. Go for I it. know, I know, but this is the part that that chick ruined for me. <laughs> so yeah, the woman who came back and was like, "Oh, I can't believe they killed him off." They killed him. They killed him so angry. And we knew exactly who. She so in the movie, Chewbacca gets taken up, and we're like, and we think he dies, and I'm like, "Oh, that's who she was talking about." Yeah. No, no, I such was luck. relieved. How sad is that? I was yeah. relieved that it was Chewie who died. But I mean, so, he's lived a long life. <laughs> my question. Uh, how did you feel about them killing off Ben Solo? Ben Solo and just uh, Kylo's whole arc through this. So I thought Kylo. I loved Kylo's journey, his arc. I mean, I think we all do. Yeah, I almost feel like. So I almost feel like Les Jedi set it up so he would be the main bad. So Mm -hmm. I'm almost relieved that they didn't do that because I really liked the redemption. I still thought they could have did the redemption of Ben Solo had they made him the main antagonist of this movie yes uh, i even feel like that might have been more impactful the redemption of ben solo is what this movie should have been called by the way that's an amazing title and it kind of is <laughs> the last guy the rise of skywalker rise he, of skywalker yeah no, he, is. he is one of the last people who has actual skywalker blood in them yeah uh and he yeah he he is still that whiny brat in this movie but man does that whiny he figures out he's but he's grown up a little so he's that he's it's that moment in everybody's life when you're uh, let's say a little bit more acerbic. You think being being a kind of dick is, is you know, makes right. you more likable. And you realize, oh, it doesn't. He met a friend who called him out on his BS. Yeah. And he looked at himself and changed for the better. And I loved Ben Solo yeah. in this movie. And I wish we could have got more of him. I agree. And I am sad that they didn't give him. They gave him a happy ending, I guess. Yeah, but he didn't, you know. The sad part about Vader is he spent the majority of his life being angry and then the, turning to the dark side. And he was only redeemed at the very, very end of his life, right? When he sacrifices himself for Luke. And the same thing happens for Ben. <laughs> he changed a little bit earlier than Vader did, but essentially he just follows in his grandfather's footsteps. And that is kind of sad. It would have been nice if... You know, for him and for Vader, for Anakin, he could have had a, a happy normal life afterwards. Yeah, I mean, but I'm I'm glad he, glad he got the scenes he got at the end though. Yeah, I mean, Adam Driver is such a great. Adam actor. Driver is becoming one of my favorite actors too. Him, he really Cavill, is. He's up been now. in Black Klansman. We talked about. Yeah. Uh, Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. I don't want to see the marriage on Netflix, even though I heard it's you know pretty hard. emotional and yeah. hard to watch. Yeah. But he's good in that. He's so. been great. And mm-hmm. yeah. And he really, he's my favorite character of this new trilogy is, is, is Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. I agree. I, I, he's one of the I few mean, people. I mean, Ray's the hero, but I think, yeah. Ray's the hero. Ray's the Cyclops. I always like the underdogs. Ben, Ben's, Ben's the Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy you want to like. And you're like, come on, bro. Just get it together, dude. You know? Yeah. And he does. And what did you think of... So you didn't like the kiss at the end, right? I... So they embrace after they kill Palpatine, which I'll go into in a minute. Palpatine's a whole other thing. Right. But they kiss, they embrace. Right. Um, 
Yes. I mean, <laughs> so part of me wanted them to because you're supposed to want that, right? You're course, supposed yeah. to want Ray and Ben to kiss. Um, but then the other part of me was like, I just feel like they should give a really emotional hug and maybe Ben kiss Ray on the cheek or something like that if there has to be a kiss. Um, for me, I just didn't feel like Ray was romantically interested in Ben the way that he was in her. So like, I, I understand. She made eyes in hi- at him like in Last Jedi or whatever. But uh, I think she had a job to do and she was focused on that job and she loved him as a friend or brother or whatever. Um, or maybe just wrong time, wrong place. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's just how I felt. I'm sure nobody else reads it like that. I'm sure they're, you know. I mean, I can read it that as you ship Ben and and Ray. So I, I I I agree with you. It seemed he was more into it than she was, but I feel like there was that kind of thing that I feel like they met each other deeper. Mm-hmm. Like nobody else understood where they came from. It was yeah. that kind of thing. They were peers. Yeah. And I don't know. It made sense in the in a way that he, he gave his life force into her at the end, which and I didn't expect. Him at a I point, I yeah. mean, I kind of did, but I didn't want it to happen. I was like, oh, he she was dead <laughs> at the end, and he brought her back to life. I'm like, yeah. that's the equivalent thing there. And he was almost dead after Palpatine. Oh yeah, you know? he got so thrown. he didn't have much left in him. And then when he, I mean, I'm, it was beautiful ending for him though yes he becomes a force ghost which is yeah means he he reached nirvana if you will <laughs> just like luke in last jedi he reached that point yeah which was great um no palpatine though we gotta go back to him now i okay. i kind of figured palpatine was gonna come from the first movie i mean they announced it pretty early right on uh, in trailers Weren't people already like, hey, wait, whose voice is that? But not even that. I'm talking about all the way back in The Force Awakens. Okay. There was always, uh, you know, theorizing that, you know, Ray was either a daughter or somebody. I, I, I thought and a lot of other people thought that she might be a clone of Palpatine because she had too much power too fast. You wanted her to be Obi-Wan. I did. That was, the, like. that was what I wanted. <laughs> it's not what I thought was going to happen, though. But, uh. But yeah, and then, you know, I never thought Snoke. So a lot of people were mad that Snoke got killed in the second movie. People even think that that wasn't allowed to happen. I think Snoke was always a puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was going to be uh, Palpatine, though. I thought it was going to be like Darth Plagueis. I thought they were going to, the whole thing from the prequels when he talks to Anakin and he's all like, oh, there was a guy named Darth Plagueis and he can beat death and go into new bodies. I'm like, oh, you're Darth Plagueis. You're not Palpatine. I thought they were going to like pay that off. Uh, they kind of did, but not quite. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, but I knew he was going to be antagonist. I wish they had set it up a little bit better in this movie. Because most of that setup happens in the crawl at the beginning. And you just kind of go with it. You know? It's like, hey, all this stuff happened. Here's the movie. You're like, but wait, you should have showed me that. Why didn't you show me this? <laughs> okay, you're right. They could have stood another movie. It could have stood up like at least... Maybe even a short on Disney Plus. <laughs> no. Release it on YouTube for free. But yeah, um, I did like that they finally made a full-on Sith at the end and showed up the power they have. Because mm-hmm. I had, from what I know of Star Wars lore, they had Jed- uh, Jedis and Siths, especially Siths, because they were more willing to do it, who could make black holes and eat up planets and stuff like that. So showing that huge amount of power that Palpatine had at the end was great. I do think that whole fight was superfluous. I didn't think it needed to be there. I mean, I mean, I knew it was. It was that kind of like we have to have a big fight at the end. We have to have a big old thing. And you got to see Ray and Ben fight together. Sure. Again. I mean, I thought the last Jedi, Jedi. as as sloppy as that fight was, was a better fight scene. See, as somebody who doesn't care about that stuff, it still looks awesome (laughs) to me. Um, But I don't know. It's just like I knew that was a beat they had to hit. Big fight at the end. Big climactic battle. Um, it was you gotta fine. get rid of the big bad. Sure, and I think that's the thing. It, it a lot of it seemed convenient, which is fine. It's Star Wars. You gotta have Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> um, but overall, like even with all those little things, I, I felt like it was a good ending. Yeah, it was about as good as you could get. Yeah, with all the things going against it. <laughs> yeah, 
and it was it, and I left the dinner happy. And yeah, I would have. There's some I stuff too. I would have preferred. I had to turn off my brain from wondering what the heck uh, was going to happen to all those planets and cities as those giant uh, um, ships fell out of the sky, <laughs> and uh, you know, onto cities and stuff. But I was like, I just don't think about that. The empire's gone. <laughs> don't think about well, the I don't ships think there falling were many... out of the sky. The the I can't think of the destroyers. Yeah, I don't think many of them had escaped necessarily yet. I mean, uh, Jakku, there was another one falling in the same place sure. where the other one had. I mean, and and so I mean, it, it they showed... seem the same size as like a regular cruiser, though. They just had a giant laser on them. <laughs> it was just sharks with lasers okay, man. on their Okay, man. Okay, that's that's what we'll go with. Yeah, because that's I'm, what we'll say. Yeah, because I'm like you know. I forget that we saw Finn. On one of those things. We saw an entire planet with vegetation still with the Death Star on it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sure it's fine. But the wrecked Death Star. Okay. Okay. Good That point. is another thing. So, and this is just pet peeves at this point. But like, I always, and this is my problem with a lot of movies with superheroes, which is what Jedis are. People with force powers are superheroes when they have them that, that powerful. Is that a lot of times the script or the movie will forget they have powers so they can have a scene. You know? Like... They showed Ray. It was almost a, a flashback to the first Force Awakens when she's climbing inside the you know the Imperial mm-hmm. starship. This one, she's climbing inside the Death Star and she's jumping and stuff. She shouldn't have to climb anymore. Okay, <laughs> she's just okay, but like using the Force still uses energy. Sure. So she and I think that's what the prequels just sailed prequels messed that crap up. That ocean that was very dangerous. And so we can assume that she's tired already when she's there. But then she fights. But also, she fights Ben, and they're like jumping around. The scene, sure. Like she's climbing up the big <laughs> tower where Luke's hanging off, and finds out that Vader's his dad, and like all that stuff. I so. just thought it would have been a better contrast to show where she is now, as opposed to where she is. They were trying to do that kind of, you sure. know. You just back. wanted her like flipping and twirling and stuff off Man, the sides all the way up, dude. That was the best part of the prequels. Like she's Mario. Best or part of the prequels is everybody was just. Superpowered. I'm just jumping around. Just just everybody. That's also the part that made it look the cheesiest. Sure, but we have like stuff now that can make it look awesome, I think. I mean, right. we've had... You're, you're just people. But we watch a show on, on YouTube, Quarter Digital, that if you do effects right, you can make them weighty. Now sure. you can make them have some, some you sure, know... Sure, sure, sure. Some pathos, if you will. Um, so little things like that. Would, and that's just pet peeves. Maybe that's just, you know... Another pet peeve is Roche Trico was like pushed to the side. Oh, yeah. Like... And I know that was to appease a contingent of fans. Boo. Which is, I mean, I get it. I get the monetary Boo, po- that contingent. <laughs> um, but I like, I really loved Rose Trico. She was the voice of the downtrodding of the, the people. people. Um, and I could have used more of her. Instead, mm-hmm. she's like relegated to a side character. like, oh my God, where are you going? Bye, I gotta go. She's Toad. She's she's Toad in this Mario yeah, world. Yeah, sucks. Which, uh, yeah. And they did introduce a new character, though. Um uh, who met Finn, who was also an ex-stormtrooper. Oh, yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to get a whole, like, TV series Plus, off be nice. of this. I would like that because she seemed awesome. I would like to know yeah. more about her character. And I always feel like that weird scene backstory. with her and Lando was odd. Yeah. Like, it's trying to... So, there's either two things and both of them are not good. <laughs> it's either they're insinuating that, hey, the two black people that aren't, you know, Finn are related, maybe. Yeah. Or he's going to go bang some stuff. A young lady. Yeah. Yes. Which, whatever. It's consensual. But still, it's not great. Either one of those things aren't Speaking great. Speaking of, Poe is a Han Solo that we all need, who he is roguish. He is, you know, charming. He is a bad boy or whatever, but he... Capable of growth. Capable of growth. will ask your consent and accept it if you say no. So he doesn't do surprise kisses. So I guess this would be the last thing we touched on because we're running a little long, longer than I wanted. It's going to be one of our longest shows. Um, <laughs> I love because I don't think Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. I oh, think okay. yes. they were never gonna. They were never gonna allow Poe and Finn to ever have a relationship, even though mm. everything in that pointed to them being really cares. Like they had a lot of chemistry together. Yeah, and it wasn't buddy buddy chemistry. And I think even. Uh, Oscar Isaac has gone on record saying, like, well, I played him as being attracted yeah. to, to, to Finn. Um, and it was never going to get paid off because, you know, Disney does have to make people in China happy. And China's not really big on same-sex uh, 
kisses or any affection. I think it's still illegal over there. Um, but I like that Oscar Isaac still infused it with that energy. Yeah. He was jealous of Ray. Yeah, and, he was. Uh, and Finn. <laughs> Every time Finn was like, hey, Ray, he's like, whoa, what are you going to tell her? Oh, why are you going to need her over here? And I loved it. I was like, yes. <laughs> Subvert them stuff, man. Put it in there. Subtext. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, just his hugs. I mean, he grabs the back of Finn's head when oh, he hugs him once. He is the omnisexual rogue. Reminded me a lot of that guy in Mass Effect Andromeda, which a lot of people don't like. Uh, the guy who, who's... In, oh, in Andromeda? Yeah. He's, he's like the smuggler. Yes. Also. <laughs> I think... In that game, so... I went back and changed who my love interest was so, so that I could get him. <laughs> so you don't know Mass Effect games, you get to romance people. And they're usually written really well, but this one was like, I played my guy straight, but... The way they wrote those interactions with them seemed natural. They just, I would pick the ones that seemed natural and they would be flirting. And I'd be like, oh, it just makes sense that this dude is just, <laughs> it, my brain didn't put in straight or gay or anything. It was just, oh, he's really charismatic. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, my dude might bang him. I don't know. You <laughs> yeah. know? Um, and I thought, I, I thought Oscar Isaac played him really like that. Also, like, this just made sense with his character. You're right. I don't think it was forced on Isaac's part. I think it just felt very natural. Yeah, it was just, you let it flow and this is where it led to, you know? Yeah. I know. It's a shame. It's a I shame. miss it, but, yeah, you know. But all in all. There, there'll there be all the fanfic and sure. I would have loved, shipping online. I would have loved a Disney to put, like, to just go for it, though. Be yeah. the first. The Maybe Marvel that. can still. I'm hoping. Yeah. Hoping for a Latino lead, too, in one of the movies at some point. Yeah. Which is Poe is. Poe is, I love I that. Saying, he's a, he, yeah. Yeah, he's a. Um, aren't they, sorry, speaking about that, aren't they making a series based on the dude from Rogue One? Yeah, who's also a Mexican national, yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess Pedro Pascal on Mandalorian is also. Right. But I, I want him. But he's I'm, got his mask on the whole he time, his, He doesn't right? even play that character half the time I read. Oh, <laughs> He just okay. does the does voiceovers. He voice him? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard directed an episode, and she said in an interview, he he, he wasn't there at all in my episode. He was at, oh, doing a play. That's, okay. <laughs> so he had stuff to do. It's, yeah. But... So I guess I want a movie though. I want a full movie. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I like the side characters. I mean, full. I mean, I guess Pedro Pascal is something. We haven't watched Mandalorian yet. We will soon. <laughs> um. I know. I guess with that, I guess we'll bring it to an end. Uh, thanks for sticking it with us. Like this show, I know is going to be long and have a lot of stops. It's for your holiday travels. Yeah, you can listen to us. Thanks for listening to us while you're Give on you this your... idea at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and thanks for giving us a listen if you did, and uh, we appreciate you. Uh, anything else you want to add? Um, I don't know. Do good. You're good. And next year, we plan to continue the show. Might go through a little bit more revision. We're still trying to figure out exactly how we want to do the show. Uh, we've gone through our patch of trying stuff out now. We'll forever be in beta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alpha, even. <laughs> no, we're still figuring that out. But yeah, we'll catch you next year. And you guys, take care. Be safe. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.